My name is Marlon. Welcome to my podcast. For this episode, I have a very special guest, my wife, Vanessa. Hello. That I'll refer to as Honey from this point on, because <laughs> if I call her Vanessa, it's like I'm angry with her or something. <laughs> it's just weird. It's just weird. I never call her Vanessa. So um, we just celebrated our 15th wedding anniversary, and we're celebrating with a special episode where you guys sent in questions anonymously, so we don't know who asked these questions. We shared a link to our social media, so my Instagram and our Facebook page, and then now we're going to be looking at those questions and answering them. And honey, would you like to read the very first question? First question is, what kind of boundaries protect your marriage? Oh, and this reminds me, just a disclaimer, we are not marriage counselors. We're just married people. So we're just sharing our personal experience, what worked for us. And so this is not like marriage advice per se. This is just what's worked in our marriage. So what kind of boundaries protect your marriage? I wish there was more details on this question. I'm not sure who's asking what kind of boundaries specifically they're talking about. We're going to think it's maybe regarding fidelity. Mm-hmm. And some of the boundaries that I set for myself is that I, I avoid being by myself uh, with a member of the opposite sex. So I, I don't go on car rides with another woman that's not my wife or like my mom or my sister or something. By yourself. Uh, by myself, yeah. So if there's other people in the car, that's fine. Uh, same thing if I meet with someone in my office, usually my administrative assistant is right next door. There's, you know, there's big windows in my office and they're open. There's other people in the church. It's not that there's a lack of trust. It's just things that, you know, it's just due to... Just keep, to protect each other. Yeah, there we go. And also to avoid the appearance of, of anything. Yeah, I mean, we kind of have sort of like public lives, <laughs> maybe you could say it. So there's a lot of people in the community that you know, see us and just try to keep things. Um, we spend a lot of time together. We do everything together. mostly together. Uh, we have joint bank accounts, so we're not, we you know. It's our a- Facebook page is together, <laughs> yeah. and that's more for convenience because I don't go on Facebook that often, we so have, my wife runs it. We have um, passwords to each other's phones. Uh, we don't really have anything that like we don't feel the need to separate things or that we have to have our own thing um i guess we trust each other to the fullest yeah so my um, wife you know every now and then i you know i give her my phone hey can you look this up or can you check on this and you know she'll give me her phone and there's no no fear or like oh don't look at my phone or don't check you know it's it's fine it's we we share everything we talk about everything um but i find that it's it's important and, and it's good to have um, yeah. boundaries. And I think also there's boundaries in the sense of work and activities where we, we separate, uh, we protect time that we spend with each other. So I guess boundaries in that sense as well. We don't, let, we don't allow work or school or children um, to take up all of our time so that we don't have time to invest in our relationship, to sit down, to talk, to share. You know, how was your day and whether you're struggling with, whether you're enjoying actually, you know, continue to get to know each other and discover, you know, how we're maturing and growing. And so I think there's boundaries also to protect that time that we spend together. All right. Next question. What is your biggest difference? The biggest difference. Well, we have we have a few. Um, I, it's hard to rank. Yeah, I I, I like quiet um 
I like to work quiet for me to focus. I, I, I don't like to have any music or any noise. I can focus, especially if I'm writing something like a paper or a text or replying. I, if I really am trying to focus on something, noise just frustrates me and makes me uh, anxious. But my husband loves to work with music. For him, he can have music all the time. Um, it, it's on from the time he wakes up to the time you know if he's not talking to somebody or you know but it's always music is always going on and the kids are going along with his <laughs> they're always playing music in the house and i'm always the one asking everybody to shh <laughs> yeah so for me when i'm working i need music because for me the music blocks out the other noises so i just got headphones and now i wear headphones if i'm working on <laughs> yeah. my sermon or something at home because i find that the music helps and my wife finds it distracting so yes unless I, you know, if i'm cleaning or doing something like that then i don't mind. i like i yeah. like music but not if i am trying to focus on like actually writing something specially um the other thing is i'm a very um i, I like math and science and my husband likes english and history so that's a basic uh, like i i like the numbers i like the forms i like doing the finances i like you know, calculating things out, planning months, dates, years, calendar, that's all me. Yeah. You know, he, he, time for him is a lot more fluid. You know, he, he's not really sure what month we're in or we're here most of the time. You know, he, he has to have his agenda with him constantly so he, so he can keep track of, you know, his, his things because time in his mind is a lot more fluid than for me. Yeah. So I like, I like stories. I like poetry. I like music. I like art. I like those too. Uh, and she likes it's not those to too. That level. Yeah, but it's yeah. I like games. I like you know being goofy, making her laugh, doing spontaneous things. I like. I'm definitely more serious. <laughs> yeah, she's the more serious one. So I'm like, hey, you want to bet or you want to you know make it? Let's make this into a game. She's like, no, this is serious. <laughs> <We> have, <laughs> I'm like, okay, but yeah, that's another difference between us. But I think that we complement each other. Yeah, it's not a source of. Uh, disagreement or tension it's whether it's rather you know we it's a complementary thing we try to use our our differences to our collective benefit yes so we, we bolster one another strengthen one another with our differences so how do you deal with things that you can't compromise on either it be morals or stances that you are not willing to budge so this is a really tough question. Once again, we don't know um, who sent these in. And I wish I knew more details because these are things um, my wife and I sort of had a lot of conversations about this while we were dating. We dated for a long time before yeah, we got Seven years. So it was seven, six years of dating, one year of enga- engaged. So there was a lot of time for us to talk. And most of the, uh, four of those seven, we were, um, we were in college um, apart, you know, long distance i was in massachusetts he was in tennessee we only saw each other a couple of times a year so there was a lot of time to talk yeah and and i find that you know if you're already married and you're in this situation it's really tough because i mean my wife and i we agree on the morals we agree on the ethics we are of the same faith and i think that that helps a lot uh, you know, being on the same page on the sort of the big issues in life. And then on all the other things, you know, we we come to an agreement. We we usually meet halfway or we manage to convince the other that, you know, our the way that we're pushing for or that we have in mind or the way that we desire is, is the better way. 
And, you know, and the other one agrees and, and that's great. And we move forward. So I would definitely encourage couples to figure this out before you get married. Once you're married, it's it's tough. Um, I, I would have to know more about this question. Uh, yeah, I, I'd encourage, you know, if you're having some really tough disagreement, especially when it comes to moral, ethical things, that you find somebody to talk to, a counselor, a pastor, a counselor, somebody, just to kind of help um, facilitate a discussion and um, figure out, you know, how you can work through it. Yeah, and also just be aware, you know, that pastors are not marriage counselors. Some are. Um, but you can, you know, it's good to be aware when the pastor has reached his limit and when you should seek professional help. But sometimes you don't need professional help. Sometimes it's just a matter of someone helping you take turns when you're talking and clarifying what's being said. I find that just clear communication can help a lot of times. But sometimes there are issues. There's trauma. There's other things where you definitely need uh, professional help. Mm-hmm. So that's my note on that. And by the way, any of these questions, if you want to go deeper, just reach out to us through social media or, you know, my blog, just leave a comment and we'll try to get back to you. And um, we would love to go deeper on any of these issues or questions if you have, you know, follow up questions on any of these. So here's a question that somebody sent that I think it was specifically for you because it says, as a pastor, do you believe the man should be the head of the household and wives should be submissive? I feel like this can be dangerous. I agree that it can be dangerous. Um, there's people that misuse this principle because I think they misunderstand what it means to lead, what it means to be a leader, what it means to be the Especially head. Especially a leader based on this verse that they're referring to. Yeah, if you're looking at the Bible, Jesus is you know, the extreme example of the best possible leader. And he led by serving, by giving of himself. And I f- believe that if husbands want to lead like Jesus led, if they're going to lead by sacrificially giving of themselves for the benefit of those around them, then yes, they should be the leader. Uh, but I don't think you should ever tell your wife to submit to your will. Uh, <laughs> it should be her joy to follow you because you're such an amazing leader. <laughs> so the challenge is for the husbands to lead in such a way that others want to follow them, that their wives want to follow them. But if you have to tell your wife, hey, I am the head of the house and you have to do what I say, you have failed as a leader. You are not a leader and you need to learn how to be a leader. So I would say never quote this to your wife. I believe the husband (laughs) should be the leader, but I believe that it should go without saying that you're just such a good leader that your wife desires to follow you. And just, you know, the way that I go about this I always talk with my wife, ask her for her input. What are her ideas? Ask questions, clarify, make suggestions. And this is also how I lead the church. You know, I have amazing leaders. Every church I've worked with, I've had great leaders, wonderful church boards, great elders, great leaders. And I just, I listen to them. I I take in their wisdom. I am not the smartest man in the room. I don't want to be. If I am, then I'm in the wrong room. And I don't think uh, you should marry someone that is inferior intellectually just so you can feel superior and and, and I'll do what I say because I'm smarter. No, marry someone that you respect, that you admire, that you look up to, that you want to have their input. And then, yes, lead by all means, um, but lead in a way that people want to follow you, not that you have to tell them that, that you're the leader. And I think in our marriage, we pretty much look at each other as equals. I mean, we yeah. discuss everything. We um, talk through our our differences until we come to some sort of agreement. Um, so I, 
that's pretty much, you know. Yeah, I have a lot of respect for my wife. It's why I, I married respect her. Respect for you. So I I feel like this text can be misused. So if a husband is ever telling his wife, "I'm the head, you have to follow me," then you have failed as the head. So you can read the next one. Okay, what's the hardest thing you have overcome as a couple? Um, I th- that I can remember, I think it's when I was pregnant with Zara, uh, our youngest daughter. Oh, our, our youngest child, yeah, our, our daughter. Born, yes. Um, and I had some complications during pregnancy and then um, we had to have a C-section and she was born and this, everything seemed fine. But as time went by, there were certain things that weren't quite like we, you know, quite like they should. And there was lots of doctor's appointments and, you know, sup- um, possibilities of terrible things and we prayed a lot and it was a tough time for me because we were also moved at that time. We, we moved districts far further away from all her, um, her specialists that she was seeing at the time. So it was, um, very just, it was hard on me spiritually and emotionally. I think uh, there was a lot of things going on. So I feel like that was a, a tough time, but I appreciate that my husband is, um, he's level-headed and he's, I appreciate that you, I should be talking about because you're writing for me here, that you are level-headed and that you provide that just constant support and, you know, over time we have come through that and um, now, you know, things are well, things are great. Um, but that's the only thing that I can think of specifically yeah I thank God for bringing us through that and and I agree yeah it's it was probably the hardest thing that we've had to deal with or to face together not that life has been easy but that was like something that we felt like was beyond our control there was only so much we could do Um, everything else you know just life in general we faced them together and I think it's it's good as long as we're on the same team I think well, you know, especially with with faith and, yeah. and God and that's that's a big thing in our lives um we feel like you know I've never been without hope it's always going to be okay it's always yeah. going to work out that's what I was going to say we've had difficult times in other areas like financially or you know like moving a lot and there's been other things but I, I don't think you know all through that there's always that hope you know like things are are okay you know God's still guiding and we know we're going to make it through and that was just it was just a lot all at once and it was hard yeah it was a combination of things but yeah that that happened but hey we're here and good question this next one what's your favorite thing about each other i'll I'll go first so the favorite my favorite thing about my wife is her character that's i think the first thing i admired about her um she is driven she is focused she gets things done she is the person with the plan and when we were younger, we were both involved in ministry and, and she just, she excels at everything that she does. So in school and in everything. And I just admired her for that, for that drive and resilience and just, you know, nobody ever had to push her or has to push her ever. She pushes herself. She sets the goals and she, she does what needs to be done to accomplish them. And I admire that. And I wanted someone like that in my life because I feel like I have accomplished more in life as well because of her example and her support and just the way that she is. 
thank you. And I appreciate your steadfastness that you are, you know, like you start something, but you, you carry it through. Um, I appreciate that you love to read widely and listen to many different things. And there's always interesting conversation. I can always share whatever I am um, studying or, or if I heard something or if I, you know, I can always share it with you. We have some good conversations. I look forward to our time that we spend together that you know, we try to get the kids to bed on time uh, every day and hopefully you know when my husband's not too busy in the evening he can make it back home before it's too late so we can spend a little bit of time and just catching up and sharing different things that we we heard or or read or or seen through the day and just catch up on each other's lives and i look forward to that so much so i really appreciate that about you that it's never boring (laughs) and i appreciate also that you have an interest in in theology and church things so we, we can always be interested in each other's lives and each other's worlds and um, and talk about it, just things in general, just things happening all over the world. Oh, and I yeah. also appreciate that you like, um, like you, you like to, how do I say this? Um, I, I don't care too much about dress or about, you know, like um, I'm just not a very, how do you say, fashionable? I don't know if that's the word I'm looking for. Just... But you enjoy, um, like, you like to look nice. So I appreciate, not that I don't like to look nice, but <laughs> I don't know how to say this, so it comes out right. Well, thank <laughs> you. you. <laughs> and, and I'm glad that you, you enjoy You are very the th- handsome. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm glad you enjoy the things that I buy you to wear. <laughs> yes, and thank you. I find you very Between attractive. you and my mom, <laughs> they got me covered. <laughs> yes. Um, so this next question here is great. You want to read it? How do you support each other in life in, in life endeavors, careers, ro- hobbies, etc.? Oh, I guess going back to the other question too, just reminded me, I love to hear your laugh. That's <laughs> something also I really Aww, love about you. Thank you. So how do you support each other in endeavors, careers, hobbies, etc.? Um, I think we're a team, a pretty good team. I think so. I think we have both accomplished more because we have we can re- lean on each other, you know, at times, um, and we are we know that we are there for each other, whatever it takes. You know, once we embark on something, whether it's me or him, it's not something that we do on our own. It's something we do together. Um, so, for example, uh, we both did our undergrad, and then we graduated, and then. I went married. back to school, got married, and then I went back to school after two years. Uh, the conference, I guess, enjoyed the work that I was doing and said, hey, well, you know, how would you like to get your master's? So they, they sponsored me for that. And so while I was going to school, you were working and then later- For a time. For a time. Then you decided to go to school as well and get uh, your first degree in biology. So you wanted to get a nursing degree because we felt like that would be helpful and it was an area that you're interested in medical field Mm -hmm. so you went for that and we did that together and then uh since we graduated you know and the kids were born and you know you focused on that and supported you through that and now the kids are in school and you wanted to go back to school as well and we're supporting that and i also feel supported by you you support me in ministry and also in the activities that that we enjoy you share yeah, some about that? Um, you know, like I, I, I wanted to play the piano and then, 
you know, you went out and got me a piano so that I could practice. And well, I feel a like, nice electric piano. Yeah. A- yes. And I, I, a nice keyboard. I feel like um, I've come a long way because of that. Um, so many other things. I, I, I have lots of ideas and lots of things I like to do. I like to try, I guess. I know the ukulele. The gu- I had a guitar time and a ukulele time. And, and <laughs> you know, and you're, he's pretty good at, you're pretty good at encouraging me and, yeah, and supporting also, me through my photography. Um, yeah. So I, not that, you know, I, I, I like, you know, I like taking pictures, but you saw more like, oh, I think you could do, you know, more. Let's get you some, you know, better equipment and then let's take some classes. And so just, so I feel like we both accomplished more, you know, same with you and different things that you're interested in, podcasting, blogging. Yeah. you. you. Here I am sitting in this chair. <laughs> and then when I wanted to invest a little bit and buy some new equipment, you, you were supportive of that. When I wanted to try rock climbing, you were supportive of that as well. So I'm glad that we got to do these things together. And we take interest in each other. I think it gives us joy to invest in one another. Uh, even if it's financially, time-wise, or, you know, going out of our way to do this thing because, you know, our spouse enjoys yeah, it. And definitely do more because we're together. Individually, we can do more because we can rely on each other. Right. Very good point. Next question. What should we do if our husband does not respect our boundaries? Oof. That's a tough one. Yeah, and that's a, that's a really difficult one because I don't think... I have experienced that personally, where my boundaries were not respected. Um, it, it might be because we had a lot of discussions, like I said, a lot of communication before we got married. So our boundaries were pretty clear and, you know, agreed upon. Well, thank you. Um, they were pretty clear and agreed upon before we came into marriage. But if we were to have an issue that we couldn't, communicate about like I couldn't share and we could come to agreement to definitely look for for outside help for that one because that's a tough one yeah and I know just for the husbands you know I think this goes back to that leadership thing that we had talked about earlier uh, husband you should always respect the boundaries of your wife now if you don't agree on the boundaries have a conversation about it ask her questions you know try to understand the boundary and maybe she's not able to you know explain it clearly or in a way that you find satisfactory find help get counseling um, find someone that can help you in your marriage but never push never disrespect your wife's boundaries always respect it always respect your wife and respect her boundaries and and i think that goes just as christians we should be that way towards each other regardless if you're married or not but it's very important to respect each other's boundaries and to have a conversation and you know, find help, but never force it. Never force your wife to do anything she does not want or never force anything that she's not comfortable with. Respect each other's boundaries. Have a conversation about it. And you know, seek professional help. But I, I believe, husband, if you're, you need to respect her boundaries, even if you disagree with them or you don't understand them, then talk about it You know, until you come to an agreement, but never force it. Yeah, so this kind of goes to, you know, if you are considering marriage, this is definitely a key yes. point. If you are considering marriage, you should definitely um, talk about these boundaries. You should te- definitely come to an agreement as much as possible because it does facilitate, 
your marriage, you know, and um, and sometimes things come up that you don't realize are going to be an issue, and then mm-hmm. you're already married, and they are. And then if you get to that point, it's talk, 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 and if you can't come to a, a you know a, a mutual agreement on anything or or on something, you should seek professional help. Yeah, and it's you know it's really important to have these conversations when you're dating. But then, yes, respect the boundaries and talk about it. And, you know, I would say to, to the wife, in this case, seems to be the one asking the question, you know, try to explain it in a way that your husband understands or ask him, you know, what is it about this that you don't understand? You know, what part of no don't you get? Or, you know, um, but just just have a conversation. Um, and and husbands, be, be understanding and, and listen and ask questions. I really find that communication, at least in our marriage, has been the key to, to solving all of our problems. And of course, you know, God at the center of it. But um, I think that God just helps us to be more loving and intentional about listening and, and being kind towards one another. A secret you kept from your parents. Well, that's, that's an interesting question. You want me to go first? Or yeah, you, you, go first? you go. Okay, so when I was, I think I was nine years old, I filled up a two-liter bottle. Uh, you know those soda bottles, the, the plastic ones? We used to have them in Brazil um, when I was younger, in the 90s. And I lived in the 13th floor, an apartment building. And I filled it up and I went to the kitchen window, which faced towards the, there's sort of like this space in, in the building where the, the uh, elevators were. So there was no nothing behind it except for you know, a little bit of space and there was the other windows. And I dropped the, the water bottle in between them because I wanted to fall down there and the, for the noise to echo. And the, the water bottle just sailed all the way down, 13 floors, and it just smashed. And it was loud and water came out and water kept coming out and kept coming out. And then I realized that I had smashed the pipe. Um, and I don't think I ever told my parents that it was me. You know, the building went without water for a while. Surprise, and they surprise. had to fix it. Uh, I don't know if, if they even knew what happened because there wasn't much of the water bottle left. But yeah, that's something that I never really told my parents. Oh boy. All right. Uh, I can't really think of anything myself. Uh, I don't know. My parents pretty were, they knew all my crazy things as a child. And, and as an adult, I respect them. I talk to them once in a while, but they don't. We keep our, I don't tell them everything about my life. <laughs> so um, yeah, there's things that are just not their business anymore. Yeah, <laughs> yes. So, but um, yeah, so I'm glad you had something. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next. Have you ever been attracted to somebody else besides your wife? Ooh. How did you overcome that? Same question for her. Okay, so I guess it's addressed at me first. You know, um, to, so let's, you know, let's use your words carefully here. I, I, I don't think I can say that I've been attracted to someone. And I guess we could talk about what being attracted means. I have found women beautiful or cute uh, that are not my wife or that were not my girlfriend, you know, when we were dating. But I never had any desire for them. So I don't know if attracted here is in that sense. For me, the desire for my wife comes from lots of different things. She's someone that I wanted to have in my life. I respected her. I, I respect her. I admire her. She's someone that I enjoy being around. And that's so much more than just her appearance. Now, I do find my wife very attractive as well. 
but that's just one dimension of it. So finding somebody else beautiful or cute um, is not enough to make me attracted to that person. There has to be other qualities. I need to be, you know, there's there's other things there. And, and I think because I've only shared like intimacy with my wife, then I don't have anyone else to compare it to. I don't have anyone else that I desire to share. It's such an intimate thing that I can only imagine sharing that with one person. And that's the only person that I ever desire to be with. Um, so, you know, I think I've had men ask me about this, uh, specifically men that were not members of my church. We were just talking. I think my church members tend to be a little bit shyer around me and other men that don't come to my church are, you know, a little bit more open. Um, and he was struggling. In this regard? In maybe? this regard, yeah. With, you know, um, relationship, I guess, type of thing. And this gentleman was sharing with me, you know, he was having an issue with with being attracted to somebody else. And he was asking me how I dealt with it. And I'm like, I never really had that issue. Um, but in talking, he believed that it was because before getting married, he had had several partners. And he feels like that did something. And I shared with him, well, I've never had anybody besides my wife. So I'm not sure if that has something to do with it or not. But honestly, I've never really felt attracted to anybody else. Have I found people cute or beautiful yes there's there's beautiful women in the world and i can look at a woman and say she is beautiful do i desire to be with that woman no not really um especially if i don't know anything else about her besides you know the picture or the way that she looks that's that's not enough for me to for someone to be attractive there has to be more i need to enjoy being around that person there needs to be a level of respect and, and several things and I only feel that towards my wife. And I think it has to do also with the time we spent together, the things we've been through. And the more I am with her, the the more, the stronger those feelings grow because this is something that's not just like a fleeting emotional thing. This is something that I've invested 15 like years into. It's a shared into. emotional bond. Yeah, it's so deep and it's so precious uh, that I don't, I don't want anything to you know interrupt that or get in the way of that. I hope I'm making sense as I share this yeah and I, I feel the same I mean we were 15 I was 15 when we started dating you know, 16 yeah and um, he was my my one and only boyfriend and the only person I've ever been with so I like he said you know there's some handsome men around the world but there aren't really any that I'm attracted to besides him so not that, no. And, and I think, you know, if if I, if you're looking for tips on how to overcome that, one thing that I would say, one thing that I do as a habit, and my wife is here so she can say whether it's true or not, uh, I'm always praising my wife. It's true. I'm always sharing and telling her the things that I like about her. Like she you're just very finished. Generous with your with your compliments. That's I for mean, sure. She just finished working on, on our finances, and I was like, "Babe, I love you." You know, and the fact that you do that because I could never do that. I mean, maybe if I really tried, but I would hate every minute of it. And you just <laughs> sat down and you just spent I don't know how many hours, you know, just going over everything, all the receipts, making the budget, looking at it, and then we discuss it together. And I just love that. And other things too, you know, when you, you put on something that I like or your hair or different things. I'm, so I find that complimenting my wife is important because I think that our words are so powerful 
And it's important for my brain to hear me complimenting my wife. It's important for me. It's important for my kids. It's important for her. And I believe that with our words, we reinforce our values. So be careful if you're just saying negative things about your wife, about your children, about your job or whatever. You're going to make yourself miserable. Uh, Look for the positive. Celebrate the positive. Um, And that way, you know, I never want my first word or my only words to my wife to be something negative, something that like, oh, you didn't do this or you could have done this better. No, I always start with the positive. I always emphasize the positive. And that way, you know, if there's ever anything to work on, we can work on that. But I don't want her, I want her to always feel secure in my love for her. And I guess this would be my advice for you. Make your spouse feel secure in your love for them, not insecure, secure. I believe that that leads to a better, healthier intimacy and and sharing and just being really communication open communication Mm -hmm. just being real and and honest with each other um so that that's my it's like one of my goals or or values you know my wife and i we do that in the beginning of the year we write down goals and different things and for our relationship i just i want my spouse to feel secure in my love for her and i say that out loud i do that with my actions and i find that investing into my wife also pushes out any other person or any other because I'm, I'm too busy investing into this. So it's not just an emotion. I'm, I'm deciding. So there are things that she likes. Well, I'm going to do those things. I'm going to go out of my way and make the time to do the things that she likes because I want to invest. I want to be the hero of my story, I guess. You know, I want to be the one that she falls in love with again and again and again. Aww. So I, I like that. I like that challenge. I think it's part of what I'm called to do as a husband and I want my kids to witness that. And I want my wife to never regret marrying me. I wanted her to be excited and happy about this. And I think that you can do the same for your spouse. And it's true. You you do do that. You're very intentional. And I see that like you, you have things written down. It's not just like a, a thing in your mind. You know, you, you spend time, you write things down, you you ask a lot of questions, you want to know, you you make an effort. It's not just you know your words you put your how do you say you act on your words all right i think that was our last question yeah and i i hope that you know it doesn't seem like we're not perfect in any way like we we have lots of flaws we have lots of issues that we work but i think the key points um so far for our marriage to this point is communication yeah, uh, we invest a lot in talking to each other and trying to solve things and figure things out. And um, I'd say also trust and mutual trust, respect. Yeah, and respect. So we listen to each other. We care about each other, um, and we we show up for each other. You know, we don't avoid um, only if it's just you know temporarily because of you know tempers running high or something. <laughs> yes. Um, but the love is always there, and yeah, good good talk thank you babe for taking the time thank you for the questions oh yeah thank you guys for the questions and if you have more or if you want to you know uh, another one or if you want to go deeper on any of the things that's what the comment section is for so you can check out my blog prmarlin.com or reach out to us on social media many of you have us or you can just search for us and, and find us it's not not too difficult but until next time god bless all right bye-bye